Hey, welcome everyone to another episode of the Rob the Genius Podcast. This is the special, special, special 100th episode. Well, I should, the, the, I should say the unofficial 100th episode because, you know, I got to counting and, you know, I misnumbered a couple of them here or there along the way. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and what I'm call, calling season one, I counted like the last episode was I labeled episode number 55. And this is like episode 46 of season two. But then there are some episodes that were like special episodes. And there's some episodes that, you know, I don't know. So and I just, so just doing the counting, I figured, well, okay. Yeah, we're about 100 here. Um, yeah. So it's the, this is the special, I don't know, 101st or 102nd, I don't know, episode. And then I skipped numbers you know, accidentally when I was counting through the first season. So who knows? I mean, you know, it might actually be the 100th episode. I have no idea. This is what happens when you, you count things by hand. But anyway, so this episode is, I'm going to talk about a few topics, but it's just going to be more or less a celebration of sorts for almost, well, Let's see. Technically a year and eight months. Something like that. Um, Almost two years. It'll be two years early next year, which is crazy. But yeah, here we are. And I wouldn't be here without you guys. Well, I guess I would be, but I just wouldn't have any listeners. <laughs> but, you know, anyhow. Um, anyhow, yeah. That's what we do here. Um, <laughs> but now, like, I started this thing, for those of y'all who don't know the story. Um, started this thing last year because, I mean, it was something I always kind of wanted to try. And then COVID happened and there was literally nowhere to go. Um, you know, working at home every day, uh, and stores were closed or you had to, you know, do curbside or whatever. Um, and you know, movies were closed and eventually just stopped being put out at all. Sports stopped eventually for a while. Um, TV shows stopped being, you know, produced. <clears throat> like everything came to a grinding halt, and you could not go anywhere. And all day we were at home. So I figured this would be a good time as any to give it a try. So I started, and I started recording some episodes, and kept going because I found it, you know. I really did like doing it. So I kept going. And here we are almost two years later. Here we are a hundred episodes in. Um, and I even, you know, with my man DJ, you know, uh, and Jason, we started a, a wrestling podcast, the Mindless Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we've been doing that for... I don't know, man. 
year, over a year, maybe almost a year. I don't know. A while. Um, so I found that I really like doing this. And I've even expanded to doing some YouTube videos about, you know, wrestling. And I started Twitch streaming this year. And, um, you know, and I never stopped writing. So, you know, this particular thing, you know, has birthed some other things. And it's kind of picked up the torch from, you know, my writing. And so it's you know really good and it's really good to hear or to see feedback from people saying hey i listened to it and yeah i thought it was really good i like what you're saying um and that's the best part of it really hearing from people saying that they like what you did Cool. That's what look. That's what we do this for. I mean, well, I mean, <clears throat> unless you fall into the trap of having like a, you know, make trying to make money off of this stuff. Because look, I mean, if if you're not already somebody with some type of name or career in like media or whatever, then to make money off of this kind of thing, you know, there's, you know, you know there's a real danger of falling into the clickbait clickbait trap you know negativity and all that stuff so if you're out here like me you know you got basically you got to choose you know you can go that route and you might just happen to hit the mother load and make some money off of this thing you're doing or just do it because you like doing it and you know if it ever turns into anything great but it probably won't No, but I do this because look, I enjoy talking, I enjoy, and which is funny because I was always a shy, quiet kid for the longest time, and now I like talking, <laughs> um, a lot, and you know, I just like I've been on this earth forty-seven years. I got stories, I got thoughts, I got feelings, I got you know opinions, things I've seen, things I've experienced things I've, you know, heard from other people, right, I just, I I love sharing that stuff, because I just feel, you know what, there's no harm in sharing your story, look, your story may not get to be popular or whatever, but, I mean, your story could reach one person and make their life better, your story could reach one person and they could take something from it and go achieve something big right or just something normal right i mean or you know your story might help somebody get through something that they're having a hard time dealing with right so don't be afraid to tell it that's what i'm doing here right um so yeah, I'm, you know, I share my stories, I share my philosophies, I share my beliefs. And um <clears throat> you know, look again, it's it's been fun. And I've you know, I've met people through this. Yeah, you know, I've gone on other people's podcasts, you know, and have other have had people here, you know, 
you know, DJ has been here. Uh, Ray Cash has been here. Um, uh, my buddy Armored Dillo Dave of wrestling fan for Twitter has been here. Um, my man Brooklyn Ike, the number one fan and supporter of the show, has been here. And it's been a blast, and I really enjoy it. And, and you know, and, um, I get to more. I'm going to say some more sentimental, sappy stuff at the end here. Okay. But right now, this is the beginning. So, <laughs> so rather than hold you up, uh, going to hit a few kind of newsworthy things that have been floating around lately, and then we'll get on to the good times. All right. Um, I'll talk some coffee here. <laughs> yeah, who would have thought, right? But no, I'm a coffee addict. And, well, not like super addict. I just, you know, get a cup every day, right? And I am a bit of a coffee snob. Not like a super coffee snob, but a little bit of one. In that I can't just go anywhere and drink any of my coffee anymore. And I definitely cannot and will not drink no instant coffee. Man, you get that crap out of here. That stuff stinks. I mean, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but, um, for me, all right, so, now I'm not like one of these people that just has to go to Starbucks, you know, and usually some of my coffee options kind of locally here are, well, there are, like, there are several, but the one usually, you know, for me, it comes down to either Starbucks, Dunkin', McDonald's, or Chick-fil-A. Now, here's where it gets a little weird. And look, and those of you who are like coffee aficionados, I'm sure you will fully understand everything I'm saying here. But, okay. One, am I only going out for coffee? Okay, if I'm in, yeah, or am I only getting coffee? Because if I'm only getting coffee, then that narrows things down a lot. Like, for one, if I'm leaving the house to only get coffee, then it's real simple. It's either Starbucks or Dunkin', and I literally decide when I get in the car. All right, because I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I'm good either way, and it just comes down to what I feel at the moment. Either Starbucks or Dunkin'. If I'm if I'm only if I'm leaving if I'm leaving the house, and, I, and I'm only leaving the house to get coffee, it's one of those two. Now. The McDonald's iced caramel and iced vanilla coffee is pretty good in my opinion. But I'm not going to leave the house just to get it. Just to get that. And McDonald's hot coffee is just bleh. And Chick-fil-A. And Chick-fil-A hot coffee is bleh. And they're like iced vanilla coffee is okay. Yeah. So I'm leaving the house, and I'm only leaving the house to get coffee. Then it's either McDonald's, it's either Dunkin' or Starbucks. Flip a coin, basically. Now, here's where it starts to get tricky. <laughs> All right, if I am on the road and I'm not in the neighborhood, if I'm out somewhere else and I need to get a little boost or whatever. Then I will. Then yeah, McDonald's is like number one because 
there are more McDonald's than anything else, so it's easiest to find one. And I'll get iced caramel ice milk coffee and keep it moving. Now, if I'm on the road in the neighborhood, then I got to go through my little flow chart here. <laughs> um, because, well, there, there are some variables, right? Like if, okay, am I getting food with the coffee? Because I'm getting food. Then that, you know, that kind of, you know, rearranges the choices here. And then, is the food the most important thing? Like, if I'm getting just something to eat to go along with my coffee, that's a big difference than if I'm going to get food and then getting coffee to go with it. So if the food is more important, then it's McDonald's or Chick-fil-A at the top. If the coffee is more important, then... Well, if the coffee is the most important thing, then Chick-fil-A is out. And McDonald's is third. And then... I'd probably, it's this coin flip between Dunkin' and Starbucks for number one. Because there are a couple things Starbucks has for breakfast that I like. And there are a couple things at Dunkin'. You know, yeah. Just depends on how I'm feeling. Now, but if the food is more important than, if the food is more important than the coffee, then, you know, I like McDonald's and Chick-fil-A breakfast food better than Starbucks or Dunkin' as a whole. So, it'll be McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, right? So now, it just comes down to... Do I care about the coffee today or do I not? Right? If I don't care about the coffee at all, then I'll, you know, then Chick-fil-A and then I'll get the Chick-fil-A food and, you know, get the ice cream and the coffee and, you know, whatever. But if, if I, if the food and the coffee are like on equal footing that day, then I'll go to McDonald's. Because I like the ice vanilla and the ice caramel and the coffee that much. And I love McDonald's breakfast. And like, I, trust me, I can, go, I can go a whole lot deeper on this stuff. <laughs> and those of you who are like coffee and fast food breakfast aficionados, I, I bet you're feeling every minute of this, every word of what I'm saying here. And even though you got different choices and preferences and all that stuff. But anyway. <laughs> so overall, McDonald's still got the best breakfast, right? They got the hot cake and sausage. They got the McGrills. They got the biscuit sandwiches. You know, um... So I still say McDonald's is number one for breakfast because Chick-fil-A doesn't have any pancakes. And now the Chick-fil-A breakfast burrito, you know, if you, if you mix it up to get the right mix of stuff, it's really good. And as far as like Starbucks, the only, the only thing I really get at Starbucks as far as food is the egg bites, the, the bacon, egg bites, Sousa, whatever. And, <laughs> and then I mean, Duncan, like... I don't love any of the breakfast food at Dunkin'. I mean, I think a lot of it is okay. I don't love any of it except for the muffins, but I, you know, try not to eat a whole lot of muffins at my age. So, you know, just kind of is what it is. So, I know that probably did not make any sense to a lot of you, but <laughs> to some of you, it makes, to some of you, this all makes perfect sense. So, us breakfast and coffee aficionados unite. <laughs> <laughs> 
and now <laughs> and now we'll move on all right well this week or this month or i don't know the 30th anniversary of Octung Baby. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with that, <laughs> Octung Baby is an album by U2. Uh, I think I've said it before, U2 is like one of my favorite groups of all time. And depending on who you ask, Octung Baby is either their best or second best album. Uh, it's either that or Joshua Tree. And honestly, it's one of those things where you, know, you can ask me on Monday and I'll say Joshua Tree. And then if you ask, come back and ask me on Tuesday, I'll say Octung Baby. I mean, you know, it, you know that's what it is, basically. It's it's kind of similar to for, you know, Tribe Called Quest with uh, Low End Theory and Midnight Marauders, right? I mean, you can literally get a different answer on a different day. But, um... You know, as, a, as a fan of the group, I mean, they, you know, they got a long history, right? Because they, they started in like the early 80s, might have been 1980 exactly, like when their first album really started to do something. And now I was in elementary school, so I did not hear like like their very earliest stuff. I didn't hear until much later. Like the first song of theirs I heard was Pride in the Name of Love. Um, that was off of their like fourth album. Yeah. So that I mean, that's the first song of theirs I remember actually hearing when it was out. You know, as whatever. Um, but from there, um, their next album after that album was Joshua Tree, which was, of course like the biggest, hugest album of their careers, as far as I know, as far as like sales and all that stuff um and that you know was a big hit and that's the one that like cemented their place as a big time act rock music act or whatever and then it was also kind of like the like the kind of culmination point of their of the first kind of leg of their career um and like the way that there's sound kind of changed over that time like their very earliest stuff is like you know kind of punk flavored and or new wave or whatever and that kind of evolved into you know joshua tree became kind of like a um, stadium rock you know they'd become at that point Right, they had these songs that you could sing in a big arena full of people, right? And like where the streets have no name and with or without you and still still haven't found what I'm looking for, right, you know. And along with, you know, Pride and Name of Love and uh you know, Sunday Bloody Sunday, New Year's Day, right? Um And then they they took like a sharp turn after that, right? And because they wanted to try and you know, do something a little different. They had some elements to what they'd been doing. Uh, so then they, you know, they started trying to put some little blues elements into their music and they did the, uh, they made the movie Rattle on Home, which was about basically kind of like a 
tour documentary kind of thing. And, you know, they kind of found their way through that onto what they did for Octung Baby. And, you know, they will tell you that making Octung Baby almost ended, ended the group, right? Because they were trying to incorporate these new things and it wasn't going very well at first. And, you know, they were just kind of struggling and, you know, they were kind of wondering, well, you know, is this it? Did we have our run and, you know, time to shut her down? And they finally broke through. I think they finally put a song together. I think that song was one. And, of course, it was another one of their big all-time hits. And, you know, finishing that kind of, you know, gave them kind of the breakthrough they needed to get to get through the rest of the album. And boom, you had Octung Baby. And just a number of huge songs off of that. Uh, you know, even better than the real thing. One, Zoo Station, Fly, uh, Mysterious Ways, which is like one of the biggest songs of their careers. Right, a whole bunch of stuff off of that album. was really good. And here we are, 30 years later. And now... They did a 30-year Joshua Tree tour, which I went to. It was really good. And they played the whole album all the way through and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and they I don't think they're going to do a Octung Baby 30th anniversary tour. I mean, it's worthy of it. But just, look, I mean, COVID, of course, screwed everything up. Threw everybody's schedules off and all of that, right? Kind of wish, you know, so unfortunately, it doesn't look like they will. Don't know when they're going to tour again, because uh, I think they toured in 2018, the Innocence and Experience Tour. I went to go see that one. And actually, I've been to see them four times. Yeah. So I'm hoping they do at least one more tour so I can make it five. Five is a nice, well, not round number, but it's a good number. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're, you know, um, their music has just had a special place for me. It has really resonated with me, you know, over time. And, you know, just so many different themes, you know, searching for something. They're political themes. They're just spiritual themes you know um and you know now they, they you know uh, it's kind of in vogue to kind of take shots at them now because you know they're all kind of 60 years old and they have kind of come to be the a symbol almost of you know corporate rock music i guess you could say um but for me, you know, look, they remain one of the best ever. I mean, look, they're not, you know, they're not the Beatles, you know, the Rolling Stones or whatever. Um, but I mean, well, for me, they are. But you know, I know that when you make these lists of greatest bands ever or whatever, they're not going to be. You know, like they're going to be behind the Beatles and the Stones and the Who and Led Zeppelin, you know. Right. Uh, you know, if they were to crack the top 10, they might be like number 10, right? And I understand that, and that's fine. But for me, 
for me, they're number one. And if I was still playing music on the show here, I would play a bunch of their stuff. Or I would at least play some stuff from Octung Baby, but unfortunately, we're not doing the music anymore. <laughs> but um, yeah, I love those guys. And Bono might be my favorite, you know, lead singer of a rock band out, you know. Well, he is, right? It's a big reason why they're my favorite group. And um, you know, a little just kind of cross-world po cross pollinating here. Um, one of the WWE wrestlers, Sheamus, was actually Bono's bodyguard for a little bit, which is an interesting factoid. But um, yeah, um, love those guys and hope they're around, you know, and for, for as long as possible. Um, hope they keep touring. Stones are still going. No reason why they can't if they're healthy. So hope to see them again on tour. And maybe next week I'll make some song recommendations for you guys. But yeah, I mean, here's the 30 years of Octung Baby and cheers. All right, and so now, well, it wouldn't be a commemorative episode without me <laughs> um, taking the task. Some some white people, right? That'd be good. Cool, I mean, what do we do? I mean, why not? Uh, I mean, yeah. All right, so <laughs> uh, this is particularly about John Gruden. John Gruden is suing the NFL. Uh, why? Because he feels like he was, I don't know, targeted or made a fall guy or something. Um. Now, here's the thing. Do I think he was made a fall guy out of? Absolutely. Right? I mean, because, listen... It, it, yeah, it was a classic case of, you know, let's get this other stuff off the page by throwing up this red meat. All right. And yes. So and he was red meat because of those emails where he said where he hit, you know, the slur bingo. Right. Um, so they had those out there. Um, they had some other stuff they wanted to make go away. Namely, the investigation in the Washington football team and the whole sexual harassment and pimping out the cheerleaders, you know, situation. Um, they wanted to move that off the front page. They had a very front page worthy thing with Gruden and those emails. And so, yes, they absolutely served him up. Yes, they did. Okay. So he is not wrong to think that he was, you know, served up to take the heat off of some other things. Because he was. So now you're probably wondering why I'm not going to be sympathetic towards him here, right? <laughs> well, you see, there's always the option of not saying those things in the emails, John. All right. Your problem seems to not be what you said or, you know, that uh wow i just made that big or and i forgot what i was gonna say um well okay your problem seems not to be that you said the stuff or that people saw them 
your problem seems to be that, that, that the NFL used them right instead of just ignoring them. Which, I mean... <sighs> John, John, John. Here's what you do. Wait, wait, wait. You don't say racist stuff in emails. You don't say sexist stuff in emails. You don't say homophobic stuff in emails. All right. Now, you don't. You don't make. You know certain insinuations about the integrity of league decisions, in regards to race and sexuality. You know and, and whatnot. And you don't. You don't do. You don't put that stuff in emails either. Okay, if, if you're having these thoughts about where, you know, where you think the NFL is going soft or getting too woke or whatever, I mean, well, one, they're not, but if you, if you have the, if you're having these thoughts and you're insisting on talking about them, um, I'm sure you could have called one of your buddies on the phone or, you know, texted them or something using your personal phone or whatever, or message them using your personal phone Instead, you used your ESPN email address to email this stuff to people. So no, John, I'm sorry. You blew this one, okay? Um, because there is zero expectation of privacy on company email. And for the life of me, I do not get how some people don't understand this. Because there are people still doing it today. There are people still sending just horrible stuff on their company email and then they get fired and then and they're all, oh, woe is me. Like, you have no expectation of privacy. They tell you that. They tell you that, that you have no expectation of privacy on company email. Or if, or if you're using personal email on the company server, you have no expectation of privacy. Zero. And yet there are people like John Gruden who, who think that you know, the emails are sacred or something. I, dude. I mean, come on. Just come on. All right, you got nobody blaming yourself for this one. But yeah, Gruden's out here making, he, you know, he's suing. And he's not going to win. I mean, because again, company email. They, you know, no expectation of privacy. They can just put it all out there if they want to. And. That's all there is to it. So, sorry, John. Not going to work. Um, You'd been better off not saying anything, laying low for a few years, and then doing the old rehab tour. But now, that probably ain't happening. So, sucks to be you, brother. All right, so, we'll be remiss if I didn't talk about the Washington football team in, you know, because that's, that's part of who I am. So if I'm going to have a hundred episodes and celebrate a hundred episodes, got to talk about everything that goes into me being who I am. Right. <laughs> well, maybe anyway. Um, <clears throat> so they got W they beat the, I was about to say the Patriots cause it's Tom Brady. <laughs> Jeez. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, quarterback by Tom Brady and they're now three and whatever <clears throat> and this week we got Cam Newton coming back on the Panthers and that's really what I'm getting at here because they were talking about this on first take yesterday like whether Cam is a Hall of Fame quarterback 
And it's one of those things where, man. All right. So he got to he got them to one Super Bowl. He got one MVP. But they didn't win the Super Bowl. And of course, um, he. last couple of years didn't play so well and <clears throat> and I think that's what's going to honest ultimately seal his fate and keep him out because here's the thing right um okay you can have a career that's up and down and still get in the hall of fame but what matters is when is when you get to the down <clears throat> right if like Kurt Warner Kurt Warner started great went down in the middle was not very good in the middle of his career and but at the end you know came back with the Cardinals got them back to another Super Bowl and finished his career on a really high note so <clears throat> That ultimately, you know, that last impression did it for him. So, you know, say nothing's more important than first impression. Well, it's first impressions and last impressions are, I'd say, because, well, first impressions are obvious, but the, how, how your career ends, like, um, <clears throat> particularly for like a quarterback, right? Because, Quarterbacks, you know, you're judged on how you throw and every and all that kind of stuff. People judge you on on what they see from you more than anything else for a quarterback. So if you end badly, then if you're borderline, then, then it's going to, unfortunately, do you in. And... Unless you have something like, you know, like Eli, Eli Manning has two Super Bowl rings, right? And that's kind of a mitigating circumstance for him because if you look at his whole career, he's kind of a mediocre quarterback. But <clears throat> the two rings, you know, overcome everything else for him. So now, you know, Cam, unfortunately, Cam is borderline because he's got borderline, his passing stats are borderline, right? Um, now he makes up for the gap in a lot of his passing stats with running, but you know, we're still at a point with quarterbacks where we don't judge we don't judge what you do running like we do what you do throwing. Um you know, we still look at the primary job of the quarterback is to throw the ball and not, you know, move the offense. So if your passing stats are not so great particularly in this day and age with inflated passing stats, if your passing stats aren't great, then you automatically get kind of frowned on. And now in Cam's case, like I said, he does enough. He he has done enough on the ground running with the ball to make up for those stats, but we don't give that stuff much credit. And <clears throat> past couple of years, he hasn't looked too good out there. So if he doesn't have like a bounce back year sometime or something, before he's finished, then he probably doesn't get in. 
And, you know, similar thing happened with Donovan McNabb. Um, Donovan McNabb was on it. He had, he was on a pace to make the Hall of Fame just statistically. And like Cam, he got the Super Bowl and you think he won him, either, either won MVP or Offensive Player of the Year or something. Um, but he, you know, his last couple of years were not good. And he was right there on the borderline for being a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, for a guy who hadn't won any championships. And he needed he needed like literally like one or two more seasons just statistically to put him over the top. And he didn't get them. So he probably won't get in ever. And and I think that's what Cam is. Um if he had gotten them to another Super Bowl, even if he didn't win, you could still say he got them soup to a Super Bowl twice, you know. If he had some better passing stats, then he'd probably be a lock. It's just it, it sucks because at his best, he was Hall of Fame talent. And his best years playing were definitely Hall of Fame years. But over the body of his career, oh man. <clears throat> but he, look, he's one of those guys that if he doesn't get voted in, they should have like a Cam Newton exhibit or something. Right? <laughs> right? I mean, there there's some people like that, and they should definitely have that for him even if he never gets in. But we'll see what happens Sunday. And, you know, obviously I'm rooting for Washington to win, but I hope Cam plays well. Because, you know, football is better and more fun to watch when he's out there playing well. So good luck, Cam. Just not too good. <laughs> okay, then, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut her down early this week. Well, actually not. Well, the episode is late, but... <clears throat> I'm shutting it down early as far as the time I spend talking to you guys this week. Even though this is like the 100th episode or the unofficial 100th episode and normally you supersize this kind of thing. But, you know what? I don't have a whole lot to say. But I mean, like, I, I have found myself struggling to put together takes this week, right? And what I have found over the years, if you know, if you are struggling to put together a take, then it's not one, you know, you're just wasting your time. You're better off just admitting that you don't really have a take, all right, or that you don't have a take worth mentioning or whatever. <clears throat> it's better to do that than to, you know, come up with some struggle take or to come up with some, you know, fabricated nonsense that you're saying just to be provocative or whatever, right? Um, and look I, look, I don't work on <laughs> cable TV, so I don't have to have a take for everything. So in this case, I, I don't have a bunch of takes this week. Um, nothing I haven't said before, right? Um, so you know what? What I'm going to do instead is say thank you to all of you guys. You guys have made this possible um, by listening, by talking to me about it and all that. Um and well, COVID made it possible also, you know, but <laughs> I mean, well, that doesn't mean I'm putting you guys on the same level as the COVID. Okay. But you know what I mean? But, um, ah, man. So we're unofficially at a hundred episodes and unofficially almost to two years doing this. <clears throat> and, you know, I started this cause again, I always wanted to do it, but now I had time on my hands. So here we are. And 
just look, hey, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate, you know, everything. You know, because look, I've shared some things here um, with you guys. And I've, you know, preached some sermons here, <laughs> so to speak, about a bunch of different things. And lots of you guys who started with me are still here. And I appreciate that. I really do. And what I will do is I'll give a special, some special, special, special shout outs here. <clears throat> Number one, Brooklyn Ike. That's my man. All right. Um, you know, we met each other through Twitter. We, you know, we have we still haven't met each other in real life, but we've met through Twitter. We, you know, and we have some great Twitter conversations. And Ike has been a big supporter of the show here from day one, or almost day one. I'm not. And you know, if if there is a l- number one listener of the show, it is him. <laughs> and also to DJ and Jason for. And putting together the mindless wrestling podcast with me we do that every week and that's just an, another fun thing to do uh like give a shout out to ray cash ray has come on here several times and has had me over at his place for his show shows several times over at chair shot media um so that's that's you know and the ladies at Suplexes and Shea Butter, they are a three black women who do a wrestling podcast. They had I was the first male guest on their show. And hopefully I didn't mess it up for anybody else. <laughs> but, um, but they were kind and gracious enough to have me there. And that was a fun time. They are a fun listen. And um oh the um AWI pod, I was on that's I've been on there a few times. And it's like a watch along wrestling podcast. Had a lot of fun doing that. And who else have I been on with? The uh, the D One Ignite show. I was just on there. Uh, I don't know if the episode has dropped yet, but <clears throat> that was fun. It helped him celebrate his one hundredth episode. And you know what? It's it's fun doing this thing. It's fun being a guest. It's fun having guests. It's fun just talking to you guys about myself. And you know whether I'm just clowning around or I'm you know, being really serious about some topic, or I'm you know just kind of burying my soul like I did a few weeks ago. You know, and uh, I appreciate all of you who listen. Um. I do not appreciate the copyright police <laughs> who, who, who issued the copyright strike that forced me to stop playing music on the show. Um, what I'm going to start doing, though, is just as like special episodes or whatever, is just do some musical episodes, talk about some stuff that I, you know, maybe some albums or some artists that are my favorites. So those will only be, those episodes will only be on Spotify, but I hope that. <coughs> You know, y'all check some of those out when I start doing them. And as for that, um, you know what? That, that's it. That's it for this week. So here is to an unofficial 100 episodes. And I will try to keep better count as we go to 200. <laughs> no promises <laughs> on that. And... 
in a few weeks. Uh, this th now this is episode forty six of season two. So I'm gonna go up to maybe fifty two for season two of this, and then I will start season three of this show. And so I hope those of you who have been here with me for two almost two seasons will stick around for season three. We're gonna do some more stuff. So with that. <coughs> I will say thank you for 100. Let's march on to 200 and 300 and 400 and, you know. And love you guys. Really do. Doing this has been cathartic on many levels. And I thank you for helping me and for participating in my cathartic exercises here. <laughs> but anyway, all right, look, until next week. All right, um, y'all be safe doing the Thanksgiving thing. And remember, um, you know, COVID not over, so don't be getting too wild out there. All right? And don't get no arguments with your crazy family members about vaccines or nothing because it ain't, it ain't, it ain't going to get resolved. But anyway, look, be safe. You know, be careful with that turkey oil and them turkey fryers and all that stuff. Uh, next time you'll hear from me, Godwin, will be after Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to all of you who are going to celebrate. And as always, as always, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And God bless you guys and talk to you next week.